You are listening to your wrestling podcast fix. New episodes of the NZ Gear at iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Yo, how's it going? So, it's going. How about you? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. all you got to say? Yep. This yeah. is Fern. This is DB Richards. And JCO. And tonight we have... The classic Eric Quine. If... We can get him on the phone. Yeah, let's give it a try. You want to try again? He yeah. hasn't. He hasn't wrote back yet. Maybe. Let's try it again. He's taking a poop. Let's try it again. Hello. Oh, hello, Eric Martin. How are you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Uh, I met you a couple times in the uh, past because of Dave Keener. Um, yes. Dude, you are amazing in the ring, and I can't wait to see you move up into like MCW or um, AEW or WWE in the future. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, your match with Karina was amazing at the Creek Keener um, um, show they had in um, H2O. Oh, yeah, dude. It was a... Uh... Yeah, it was a real fun match. Something I've been looking to for a uh, long time because Colby's uh, amazing in the ring, and you know, especially considering his father's lineage, and he's worked with Keener in the past. So, our uh, Michael Keener, uh, you know, that was my original trainer. So, yeah, you know, it's a it was a big deal to me. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Um, Mike Keener did a lot of great training with a lot of um, people in the past. You know what I mean? And he helped a lot of people. We talk about um, Brian Sosha at some points um, over the years. You know what I mean? Nice, nice. Um, um, Billy Bax was another one that was trained by Keener. Yeah. They're good friends of mine, you know what I mean, growing up Fun, with them. Funscape was trained by Keener. Didn't know that. <laughs> so um, let's start off the um, interview. Um, how long have you been in the business? Uh, I started training in March of 2014. And so about four and a half years, five years, I've been four and a half years on uh, actual events. Um, so who was your first match when you started? Uh, so it was a, uh, I think it was a eight-man tag team match. I tagged with uh, Kid America. I was Kid USA at the time. Um, Pogo the Clown and Ooh La La. It was an eight-man tag. There okay. we go. Against the boss, Michael Tartaglia. Uh, oh, man, what was... <laughs> I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, it's okay. Uh, man, I can't remember the guy's name. He almost hurt me in the ring. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Cujo and uh, referee Phil Sly. Okay. At uh, ECWA. And I got body slammed on the floor on the uh, outside during a brawl, uh, brawl part of the match. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, start, okay, I got a question. When starting and all that, what what did your parents think of um, you getting into the wrestling business? Oh, man, they were uh, super supportive. I uh, actually started training when I was in high school. I was 18. Um, my dad was a huge wrestling fan. Uh, my first match was when I was 19. I was a freshman in college. It was awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah because they're, they're very supportive. That's awesome because there's a lot of people like going, oh, you're getting into the wrestling business. And at least your parents were supportive of you. Yeah. Oh, my dad was like one of my biggest supporters when I started. 
That's awesome, man. Always, always at that family like that. Yeah. Good. Okay. I was just waiting. So, um, before we did all this, I forgot to introduce us, too. You know what I mean? I'm D.B. Richards. This is Fran. We, we already did. So no, this so this is what happened. We were actually trying to call the first time and, and just went straight to voice. And we were like, okay, take oh, take, take nah nah, that's good because we were wrong a few minutes behind too. So yeah, <clears throat> sorry so, about that. That's Jamax. Say hello. Oh yeah, JCL is here too. How's it going, man? <laughs> he likes to be. Hey, the, how you doing, man? He likes to be the silent assassin. <laughs> so um yeah, like we know who trained you. I'm, I'm walking down on my list. You know any questions? So, what was the best advice you got when training from Mike Keener giving you um, for the business and all? Uh, he always told me less is more. Okay. So, I'm sure um, that's a very common thing a lot of people hear. But you can get a more you can get more out of doing less. So, like, a lot of people, when they apply a hold, it doesn't really mean much because they don't know how to apply it properly, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Um it doesn't like have as much effect most people get right out of it but when i apply a hold like it's a very like it 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 takes a while to get out of you know what i mean and like i don't have to hit as many moves like some other wrestlers because what i do is effective i do what i do well you know what i mean yeah i get what you mean Mm -hmm. yeah uh, here, here's a question. So, that's yeah, that's one of the things where if you you know looking at other interviews with uh, people when it comes to the style of wrestling that we tip that people typically see now compared to how it was like years ago was um you know like how Say that again? I'm sorry how how the more psych the psychology based wrestling is kind of uh, it seems to be a lost art these days as more about the um the Spots. acrobatics basically but okay is there any um i mean is there any wrestlers that you that you've looked up at or looked up to where um maybe in the past that they were more about doing the athleticism over to psychology but as as the years progressed and they tried to tone down their style it it made them a better wrestler um i mean a guy like uh for example like aj styles a guy like aj styles used to do a ton of stuff and mm-hmm. now it's like he does. He still does a lot of stuff, but it's still it's it's more effective now. Like he like he'll still do the cool stuff, but he'll place it differently. A guy like Stevie Richards, because we both do a super kick. Um, that's like our both our big moves. So it's like when I hit the super kick, it means something. It's not you like, know, like it's that's, not like that's the, it, uh, man. It's not I, like the I, super I, kick I've never party. had anybody kick out of my my super kick. So <laughs> and a guy like Ricochet, very similar. Like he does all the nice high-flying moves but when he does it you know that that's it man like you believe it like oh man that's almost the end of the match yeah he's got the uh yeah yeah he's got a point so what what's your number one goal in the wrestling business what what's your what's the the top notch that you want to be at in your career I just want to live comfortably, you know. I want to, uh, like, I love wrestling, so it's like, this is this is it. This is the end all be all of what I want to do. So, if I can, uh, if I can support my family by doing this, then that's what I'm going to do. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead. 
Okay, so um, over the years, you can say that you've got to work with some, you know, some all-time greats. Um, what was yeah. it like to work with, like, T- Tito Santana and Tony Atlas? Oh, that was awesome, man. They, uh, they were awesome to work with. Uh, you know, they, they have a different uh, view of the business than I do. And it's a lot of like, hey, when we get out there, we're going to see what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, we meet before the match, but it's like, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do when we get out there. And it was a great learning experience was, um, for were, me. Were there um, things that you were able to take away from those encounters? Yeah, uh, just, know, just know who you are. Uh, Tito Santana knows who he is as a, as a wrestler. And when we got out there, we just, you know, it was, it was him versus me. I know what I do. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah. uh, you know, we both know our stuff, so it's easy to uh, relate that to each other when we were out there. Mm-hmm. So did Tito? Did Tito ever give you any um, um, any um, advice advice in your matches to like change up or? Uh, yeah, he he, you know, he trusted me enough where it was like when we got out there, like. He was comfortable, like, after a little bit, he was like, okay, I'll take some stuff from this kid, and, you know, I was able to, you know, be myself. He he made it very comfortable for me. So, uh, like, I gave him a clothesline, he was totally cool with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, yeah, he let, he was, he let me, uh, he let me bump him a little bit, which was cool. That is, that is kind of cool. What about, um, Tony Atlas? <laughs> what, what was your, um idea with the the legend right there it was a lot of like character work so he was like hey i want you to get your character over and i was like oh man this guy doesn't want to want to bump around at all and then the same thing happened after a little bit he got a little comfortable with me in there and it was and he was like all right bump me kid he let me bump him that was awesome um because i was like i was brand new i was i was 20 when i wrestled him i was 19 when i wrestled tito so it was like Man, I was I was scared. <laughs> I was I don't think these guys are gonna let me do anything. Like, I was like, man, I gotta get my stuff in. But it was, you know, that taught me a lot because once I became a uh, like a worker, you know, now it taught me to like kind of tone everything down a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something that you were mentioning, um, just bringing up character. Um, so we were talking before a couple of times about possibly getting. Uh, on the show and he he said you know what well, he would be all about that except that he would be in character is there is there anybody that you've worked with where they've kind of um gone out of their way to maintain kayfabe uh maintain kayfabe yeah like where even so okay here's an example like so, in the locker room no no, no 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 actually here's an example it was we were at a house of hardcore show and everybody was basically gone. Like, there was, like, not even really anybody left. And Sammy Callahan, even though there was maybe two or three people still there, was still acting like a heel. As yeah, a- man. Uh, for me, it's and it's not a character. Who you see in the ring is who you get outside the ring. Like, it, I, I, I don't... I think there's too many people who try to... Uh, be something that they're not and I don't want to be uh, remembered for uh, being something that I'm not like conforming or becoming a character or whatever 
whatever. Well, no, nah, that wasn't but, that wasn't specifically like a question towards you, but it was. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at the people in the past or even current, the the best the best ones that are good on promos and their matches or everything are the ones that are themselves basically. Right. Because it's easier to translate a party like a part of who you are to your character. As as opposed to um you know trying like, to play, trying to be something that you're not. Yeah, basically. You're like, trying to for, you, you take an element of who you are and turn it off to eleven. Um I'm kind of a dork and a boring person. <laughs> I really just like working out and wrestling, so you know, the training aspect is what I highlight in who I am. You know, the preparation going into a match or the situation is what I'm what I try to highlight more. Like when I'm in a match with somebody who's more of a technical wrestler, oh I prepared for this or a high flyer, I prepared for this or a, a brawler, I, I prepared for this. You you try to stay well rounded regardless of who the, yeah, I'm, who the, the I'm other person's well style is. Uh, worker, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So, out of all the wrestlers you wrestled from now, from like starting off with Tito and all them, who were your favorites going through? Favorite people that I wrestled. Yeah. Well, Tito and Tony are, are at the top. Uh, I just wrestled uh, Christopher Daniels and uh, Kazarian a couple uh, weeks ago. That was a that was a fun match. Yeah, um, I, I heard we about that. MCW. Yeah, we wrestled uh, SCU. Me and John Schuyler, the uh, Saviors. Yeah. And then I just wrestled uh, Alexander James, uh, who's one of the uh, or the Prince of Pro Wrestling. Uh, I wrestled him at H Two O. He's somebody that I've known for a long time. He's also one of the trainers at WXW Westside Extreme Wrestling out in uh, Germany, and I didn't get to meet him out there. But when he was home. That was a, uh, you know, that was a match I was really looking forward to having. See ya. Yeah. And then uh, Jackson Stone was another fun match for me to have, uh, for me to ha- that I had. Is there anybody on your, um, maybe not using the word bucket list, but if you did have one, like people that you would want to, people that you're like, okay, I really want to work with this person. Oh, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, Evolve Champion for a while. He's, you know, I lived with him for eight months at, uh, WXW. He's somebody that I would really like to have a, uh, to have a go with. Uh, David Starr is another one. Okay. Jonathan Gresham, uh, Tracy Williams. Flip Gordon is one, because uh, I feel like we'd be able to count on each other pretty well. Um... Yeah, man, there's a, there's a lot of guys that I really want to uh, to go at it with. Uh, Joe Keys is another one. I had a triple threat match with him, but I want to have a one-on-one. Uh, Soriano is a, another Monster Factory student. You know, there's a there's a lot of guys. So how was it working with um, Christopher Daniels? I remember Christopher Daniels when I was in high school. He was the best in the world. How is he now? Uh, he's still really good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no complaints. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a really good match. It was probably one of the best I've ever had. He's so smart and was able to like, you know, after the match, give me some really good feedback about like what I could do differently and you know how to like 
what, what's, what's the book? character involved, but even though I'm more wrestling based. What was the number one thing he told you to um, work on? Well, he he was really happy with the match, but he said just like uh, slow down and like take my time, which is you know I had to lend nervous energy going in there with them because they're big stars, you know. Yeah. You know, so once I'm on that stage, I gotta slow it down a little bit more. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, um, out of the two tag teams I know of, the classics with Tyler Stone and um, the Saviors with John Schuyler, mm-hmm. um, what's the difference you, between you guys? But, oh, with me and John? You and John and you and Taylor. What's the difference? Uh, me, me and Tyler were, uh, you know, we're both, the, well, I was, a little, I was the vet on that team. I had a, a year and a half on Tyler. But now it's like, me and John, John's got, you know, probably three or four years on me, so I'm, you know, I'm just listening to him now. Okay. It's a little bit more of a different role, you know, uh, and I'm more of the muscle on the team, even though he's got bigger arms, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing, oh. there's nothing difference between the groups? No, I, yeah, there's a big difference. Uh, okay. I'm more of, uh, I'm, I'm more of a learning role. I'm learning from John, yeah. whereas me and Tyler were both learning. So John's teaching me a lot more about, you know, psychology and how to slow things down and how to be a little bit more methodical. Yeah. You know, me and Tyler were just in a rush to get everything done. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay, Um. have you have any worse injuries so far in the business? Yeah, I had a uh, separated shoulder from training, I took a uh, cannonball, and yeah, I was that was pretty bad. Ooh, that I, just sounds painful. I gave a uh, Northern Lights, and uh, the guy was pretty heavy, so I got a uh, sports hernia from that. Ooh. It took me out for a couple months. Both took me out for six weeks each. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we had Mike Dale a couple weeks ago, and he told us um, he broke his um, neck. And I can't believe how much you guys put your body. Thank you for what you guys do. You know what I mean? You entertain us. And oh, yeah. It sucks yeah. that we treat you guys like shit sometimes when we boo and all. And uh, talk man. bad. But literally, like, you guys do. That's, you do. That's, yeah, and, man. Like, even when you guys boo, like, that's like, you know, that's that's not a, like, I don't know. That's not really a term of detainment or endearment, you know. For me personally, because it's like, I'm not going to change how I wrestle depending on the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uh, like a mixed martial artist, the like Conor McGregor's not going to change how he fights, whether he gets booed or cheered, you know? Yeah. But the same thing, like, you know, we all we all put our body on the line. Yeah. So. I don't know if we've already asked this, but I just had to know. Um, who's your favorite opponent you've ever been in the ring with? My fa- my favorite opponent that I've ever been in the ring with mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed wrestling. Hmm, that's a tough one. Or like, who do you enjoy working with that you work with pretty often? Constantly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I had a good time working with uh, Jackson Stone. Me and him are good friends. I just wrestled Ken Dixon recently too. Okay. And he was uh he's a pretty fun opponent. He's a MCW and Future of Honor student, so. Okay, okay. Um so um 
Here's a question for you. Have you ever received a receipt in the business or have you... Have you ever given a receipt? Or have you given a receipt? Uh, I've given a receipt. Can you tell us a story about that one? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I don't play any shit. A uh, guy chopped me in the throat, so I headbutted him in his face. In <laughs> <laughs> a, a battle royal. Because, one, you don't chop for no reason. Like, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. And he was being a, a dick about it because I said, stop chopping me. And then he threw a shitty one, so I headbutted him in his face. And then I stomped him out in the corner. I hit him in his, his neck, and he goes, we're in the back after we both got eliminated because we, it, we were both losing. And he goes, oh, man, I really I really liked it. You work uh, kind of snug. I'm like, no, nah, dude, you're being an asshole. <laughs> oh, wow. So he thought the whole time that, he, that you were just going along with it? I was that, being str- uh, that's strong hilarious. style. Whatever. The, uh, the snug dork. style. Yeah, dork. Yeah, we need less people like that. Oh, but yeah. then a vet in the locker room called him out about it because he saw my neck, and he was like, and then he messaged him, I don't know who you are, who you talking to like that, and then he apologized to him after the fact. <laughs> like this guy just needs to know his place. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where how to word this. Like, um, when when people say like trying to maintain integrity or whatever, and like you have times when somebody not might not be selling. A move a way that they're supposed to be or they're not doing it well enough you ever have a time where you're basically like okay so you're not going to sell this i'm going to make sure that you're I'll, I'll just i'll just do it for you anyway uh like where they're not selling properly yeah like like if they're not selling properly so it's like okay i'm really going to wrench this arm bar or just something like that uh i haven't encountered that uh other than like in training and even then, I'll, like, you try to communicate how you want them to yeah. portray. I, I go over it before the match. Like, hey, I'll be like, hey, let's, when I'm doing this, maybe, you know. You sell this, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, yeah, because, I mean, there's various stories, I mean, you know, where I you, know, you, I just, hear about, you just hear about people, and, like, that it's like, uh, okay, this person wasn't doing this the right way, so, like, you know, you hear about people. I try to communicate it before the match. So they they kind of know ahead of time what's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, like back in the day, there was like a um, wrestling legend pay-per-view, and they had Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan. um, Yokozuna. And I forget who who else was out there. And Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake was drunk as hell. So they're trying, Yokozuna's trying to kick him, tell him to stay down, but he keeps on getting back up. And they're trying to push him down, keep him down. But, gosh. He's no selling them, yeah. I have that somewhere in my DVD collection. Like, yeah, that, that, nice. Yeah, that was just a shit show. So. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I haven't really had to deal with too much of that. Okay. That's good. It's always good. You're not going to ask your favorite question? No, not yet. Not yet. Not I'm going I'm uh, to ask that set. Well, shit. So, we, I call oh, what's it your the, favorite question? Okay, it's, we call it the Brian Pillman. The, uh, so the, I'll, the pulling the Pillman. Yeah, pulling the Pillman. So um, Brian Pillman Jr. Um, so back um back in um, the beginning of the year, um, Dan Ma- um, Moth um gave him a big chop and he took his shit in his pants. So my question I, is, have you ever soiled yourself or threw up in a match? Nah. Nah. 
No, I'm well conditioned, and I eat right before the match. Every, every time... Every, I, don't, I don't get sick. I don't... Uh, none of that happens to me. Every time that we've asked that question, and um, a couple of people mentioned that they... that Like, they didn't shit, but they might have puked. Yeah. It's typically like, oh, we were trying to get a little bit of extra energy before the match, so we had an energy drink, and that always just yeah, leads man. to uh, bad I, results. I don't, I, don't, I don't do energy drinks or pre-workouts before a match. Yeah. Uh, I, I work out... So... Uh, well, like probably three or four hours before a show, and then it's all worn off, and then. So what? What's your what's your workout? Um, um, workout like what routine. You, yeah, routine. Uh, I usually take more of a bodybuilding approach um, as far as like my split. So like Monday I'll do legs, Tuesday arms, Wednesday chest, Thursday back, Friday legs, Saturday rest day because I'm usually traveling. And then uh, Sunday I'll do shoulders, and but recently I've had to tweak it. Uh, I'm rushing my workouts, doing a lot of supersets because I'm in the room with uh, Ring of Honor a lot now. So, okay. Do you um are you already good condi- Are you already like well conditioned, or do you do like uh, cardio or anything like that? Uh, I do. I do uh, 25 minutes fast at cardio in the morning, and I'll do 25 at the end of my uh, workout. Nice. Most times depends on how much time I have during the day. Mm-hmm. Did you say you're working more with Ring of Honor, you said? Yeah, I'm down. I'm training down at the Ring of Honor Dojo in Maryland. And I, uh, I'm i on their uh, uh, ring crew a lot of the time. I just actually had my first match on uh, their... Uh, well, it wasn't uh, for Ring of Honor. It was uh, Future of Honor, but it was before one of the, in front of their crowds. Okay. So, yeah, I teamed with uh, Brian Johnson and... Uh, Joe Keys against the Shinobi Shadow Squad, which is uh, Cheeseburger, Eli Isom, and Ryan Nova. Okay. I like Cheeseburger. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a cool guy. I've trained with him a couple times. Who is the trainer down in Ring Honor? Uh, Will Ferrar, uh, primarily. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a good, he's super smart. Okay. Um. I've trained with Jay Lethal, Taven, Joey Mercury, uh, Bully Ray, yeah. That that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. How how is Bully Ray? Uh, Ray, super smart, uh, intense, but really knows his stuff. Okay. I gotta say, man, you got yourself one hell of a resume right there. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah, but um, I'm like I listened to um, Bully Ray on um the the radio busted show, open. busted open, and like. It sounds like he's a dick, but I'm listening to him, but he's telling stories. So I'm like listening and I'm like, okay. It's just that he's like very, very blunt and outspoken about things. Yeah. Did, did, did he ever take you a different way when he speaked or spoke? Spoke. Yeah. He, uh, he grabbed me and said, do you really think I can whip you across this ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was scared, so I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the answer. <laughs> the exact opposite. Okay, um, when traveling, um, what, what what do you do? Like, if somebody's not, if you're not driving, do you read a book? Do you um, watch um, movies? What, what's your routine going on to a trip to... We're going to skip that part. Do you have any interesting road stories? <laughs> Why? I want to know what he what, what oh, well, read. To answer your first question, usually my ass is knocked out because um, okay. I'm the worst uh, passenger in a car ever. 
Worse than uh, Gangrel? <laughs> Worse than Gangrel? Yeah, probably not. Um, and then oh, my, my craziest road story. Um, yeah, so wrestled at the Nashville Fairgrounds, which is a big uh, old school like TNA stadium uh, or arena or whatever. Um, it was cool to wrestle there. But after the fact, we had to drive. So we had an Airbnb, but when we were leaving the fairgrounds, I was like, there was a stray dog outside. So we were like, all right, awesome. We opened the door to go pet it. It hopped in the car. So we drove to the Airbnb. It slept in my car. We, you know, we walked it and everything. We made a makeshift dog leash. Brought it all the way back 14 hours from Nashville. To find out that it had rabies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to say, long story short, we had to take it to a farm. Oh, oh. gosh. Yeah, a real bummer. But it had rabies, so. It's like I just wanted to go for a ride. For Poor a old yeah, yellow. Yeah, she was, we, we named her Freedom. It was a cool, it was a nice little, you know, trip. Yeah. Oh, everything's always All I'm saying me, is, all you other workers that are uh, listening to this, don't pick up stray dogs and drive them home. <laughs> oh, um, Mike Dale told us the story that he, they picked up a hitchhiker, and the dude told them... Um, yeah, Mike Dell is an idiot sometimes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the one with uh, one owl or two? The one, um, two owls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he said, he said they picked up a guy, and then he told him he got out of jail, and they got him out of the car. No. Good. Well, no, the whole story was was that he was like, oh, he wanted us to take this one route, and yeah. the route didn't exist. So <laughs> yes. so he was just like, yeah, it was kind of a mystery. We don't know what the hell that, you know. <laughs> um, probably trying to murder him. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, so the, um. The, the the bit the bit with Gangrel we mention every once in a while because uh, Dave Keener. Well, yeah, we're trying out um, doing interviews and we did one with my um, Dave Keener to see how everything goes and and the the question that we were asking him was you know do you have any interesting road stories he was like oh absolutely and the road story was that he was riding with Gangrel and Gangrel fell asleep in the back and that was the story and and Dave and and D, Dave was like. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, do you have any other stories to mention? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, we love Dave. He's part of our family and all. And But, yeah, I'm going to be going to um, LAW um, this Saturday coming up with Dave and Dave's refereeing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I always love seeing Dave. What's up? I always love seeing Dave. Uh, Liberty All Star is a great, uh, great uh, spot. Yeah. I always love uh, going there. It, it's fun. I, I see how much they all love wrestling, and mm-hmm. I, Mr. Ola does a great job being the booker in the back. And oh, ooh la la! Yeah, That's I. Fine. It was kind of it was kind of crazy. Um, got me selling his shirts and like it was nonstop. Everybody was buying everything, and I'm like, I think we made like 180 bucks. Yeah. And I'm he like, holy gonna, crap! If you see him, tell him I want to fight him. <laughs> yeah, I seen some um, matches with you, and um, like I was my, going through some arch, old stuff my to arch try. Nemesis. 
Yeah, well, I was trying to like post like mostly mostly a lot of your matches on our Instagram page on Facebook that you're welcome to come on and promote yourself on there. Mm-hmm. Sell t-shirts, whatever you want. Do um when you come on to the Instagram, you become family. So welcome to the family. Ah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Is there for anybody who's trying to look up information or just follow you is there uh, any like social media accounts that you have yeah absolutely so twitter which i need the most followers on i'm just gonna put that out there i need the most followers on twitter classic e martin uh yeah it's like eric martin but like uh without the ric so yeah gotcha okay and then instagram classic eric martin um, that's with an at in the beginning. Um, and then Facebook is just, uh, my normal name. So feel free to add me on there. It's a real name, no gimmick, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was, I was born with two first names. I was like perfect <laughs> wrestling name. <laughs> so, um, do you have any, um, any, um, wrestling matches coming up? So June 1st, I'm actually going to be wrestling uh, in a MCW tournament for the Tag Team Championship along with uh, John Schuyler. Uh, I believe we're wrestling uh, two women wrestlers, and we're probably going to beat their faces in because they're women. Um, <laughs> and then, um, uh, what else do I got coming up? Um, let, me, let me check my calendar real quick, boys. Yeah. Matches. Oh, I'm wrestling Johnny Moran, the man, uh, in Glassboro, New Jersey, my hometown. Okay. May 25th, which will be nuts because uh, me and him used to tag up in northern Pennsylvania, but clearly he's a loser and he's not me, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, for the next couple months, uh, MCW primary focus. That's all I really know where I have matches. I'm in a, uh, we're in a tournament. Um, we're on a show alongside the Gorillas of Destiny. And then we're both, me and John Schuyler, are going to be in a uh, Royal Rumble-style match called Bru- the Bruiser Rumble. Bruiser Strong Rumble. Okay. Yep. So going back to one question right there about the women. Is, like, working w- with women, is it something different? Like, style you have to, like, watch? Nope. Nope? You just go all out? Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, what, the way I was trained, I don't I don't treat girls any differently when they get in a wrestling ring than a man. Uh, I, the way, like, whenever I've had to train with uh, females, uh, I've always been taught to treat them like, a, uh, like another worker, just as, like, another wrestler. Don't, don't baby anything. You know, because there are some there are some chicks that I've gotten in the ring with that hit harder than men. So, I mean, they hit harder than me. And I'm like, oh, well, if I had, you know, we wrestle the same, we train the same. You know, we don't we don't sugarcoat anything because it, it, it's just going to make them a better uh, wrestler. There was a. There was an interview, I think it was with uh, Joey Ryan, when they were asking about intergender wrestling. He said, it's okay. You want to know why? Because it's consensual. Like, that's, yeah. that's basically it. Like, it's, it's an agreement. So you guys have a match. It doesn't matter if it's male versus female. 
Hey, this was fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, you're welcome to come on anytime, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll be in contact. I'd love to come back on. Yeah. I, had fun, I had a fun time talking to you guys. Looking forward to checking you out in the future, man. Yeah, we'll yes, sir. Some of the shows Thank you very too. much. Yeah, like, when when Dave told me the people to watch, he said, you, um, um, uh, what's his name, um? Chuck Payne. Chuck Payne. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was, like, all about Chuck Payne. Chuck Payne's really cool. We're trying to get him on. But um, he wants to get one. He, <laughs> he said, yeah, yeah Keener definitely pushed for you, though. He kept saying, you got to get him on, man. You got to get him on. Eric Martin's going to be the future. And, like, looking at you in the ring, I'm like, holy crap. He got the Drew um, the height. Oh, you know I, mean? I cut all the hair off now. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You had that Drew uh, McIntyre look going on. I got the Finn Balor look going, apparently. Oh, really? <laughs> Short hair and a beard. I don't know. I don't look anything like him. I have better abs. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. gosh. Oh, this is gotcha. great. This was good, guys. And, um, anything, any questions? Like, um, do you have any, like, pictures that you want us to post or? The any we pictures post- or anything? No, no, no. Okay, so, well, <laughs> we'll take care of that after okay. we uh, cut the, yeah, yeah. Cut the yeah. recording off. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, just, uh, just like the, uh, really good ones, you know? Just okay. ones that don't look horrible. That's yeah, basically sure. it. none of them. Awesome. None of them. <laughs> well, okay, so here's another quick story before we hop off here. Another reason why we were asking about that was because we had an interview with Brian Socia, and we, we always, on our SoundCloud page for the episodes, we put up a picture of the wrestler for the interviews. We found I I put up a picture that was an older one of him when he was a when he was a chick magnet and looks absolutely anything like he looks now and like I think it was maybe a half an hour later like social was talking to Dave and he was like yeah can you guys like change that picture to something a little more recent so oh. <laughs> but um they're like hey just accept what the picture is like who cares <laughs> it's still of you basically yeah that's a good yeah. way of looking at it so whatever. I don't. I don't care about stuff like that, honestly. Alright, that's okay. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little. I feel like I'm a little bit laid, a little bit more laid back than a lot of like other wrestlers. So about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay, this was great. Um, this was Eric Martin. Yeah. The classic. The classic. Yeah. Thanks for your time, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. Alright. There we go. There was a part on here I was going to kind of cut off, but we don't have to worry about that. Was there any, um, what do we have coming up? Oh, we don't, got don't mention, just no. mention the interview dates. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Um, so, these are the last two interviews till I start looking for the next ones. The last two is May 12th. Topa tea. If you have seen, have you seen Topa tea yet? Yep. That's amazing. You got the whole um, superhero look going on. And then um, May 26th, um, Prime Time Amy Lee. Awesome. And then I got open dates coming up, and I'm going to try to figure out who to bring on. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm gonna, I need who do to, you want to bring on? You I'm can try, mention those people. I'm going to try to bring on Gary Wolf. One of the pit bulls. ECW right Who there. Who else is on your bucket list? My bucket list? Yeah. 
I'm like, gosh, my bucket list. I would love. I know it's going to be hard to find and get him, but my bucket list, talk to Bret Hart. What about you? <laughs> Why? Austin Aries? No. Jay Lethal? You mean Kano from Mortal Kombat? Anyway. Dude, dude, doesn't he look like him? Yep. Oh my gosh. I could picture Jay Lethal over the other two. Honestly, no, you asked what my bucket list is. I, I, I know, but... Honestly, but, my bucket list is a little more simple. I just want Dreamer. Dreamer would be great, too. Why don't we just ask him at an HOH show? We just, you, you, the thing about Dreamer is the fact that you could probably just be like, yo, can we just get like five minutes with you like right now? You know? Yeah, we could do that, yeah. Can you talk, can you talk about that wonderful time when you Ooh. like ate Taker's spit? Like, <laughs> Dude, like, there's so many people that I would... Dude, I would love to sit down and listen to Barry Horowitz. I know he was a jobber in wrestling, but he was that good. He got the guys over. But if you were to listen to Barry Horowitz in the past, you would realize that that's the one thing he does not want to hear. I don't like to use the word jobber. Yeah, I would never use the word jobber. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? There's so many people, like but, but, Gary Wolf is on my list. What do you mean he wouldn't use that? I want to hear the honesty. I want to hear the honest Dave come out and be like, "You don't like the you don't like the word jobber. What are you, us snowflake?" No, I would not do that. <laughs> but definitely, I would love to see. I would love to talk to Gary Wolf. Um, I remember my first ECW. You match. guys do talk, don't you? Like he he not really, but he. I mean, you've messaged him online, right? And yeah, he's back to you. Yeah, but I've also thank messaged Cheek. I haven't heard anything back. Gary Wolf. And for some odd reason, we got randomly blocked from Shawn Michaels on Twitter. Oh, really? really? I don't know why. Oh, guess what? Me and Cody Rhodes are friends again. Actually, you know what? That That is awesome. I think I do know why. I probably at one time, you know what? I think he probably does a, he does a Twitter search and goes, who has made fun of my lazy eye? I'm blocking them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, remember like the whole thing with the whole Cody Rhodes thing? Like, Yes, yes. That you started? I asked the question, and yeah, I could have changed you up. Did. But, like, it was kind of cool because, like, after nowhere, I'm, like, seeing Cody Rhodes on my regular Twitter, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I clicked it. I was still, I'm, like, friends with him now. I'm like, I could be friends with him again? Holy crap. Now, don't so screw it up. I'm not going to screw it up. We need to get an interview with Chuck Taylor. Dude, I would love to do... No. Michael Nakazawa. What, what is that? What's that one guy? M-F-R? No. M-J-F? Yeah, M-J-F. M-F-R? What the hell I don't is know. That? I'm thinking... I don't know. Don't Come on, me. Jim Ross. God. I don't know. M-J-F would be interesting because he definitely stays in character for like every one of his interviews. Oh. On a side note, not having to do with interviews or anything like that, but... What was the one article where they were talking about the, uh, the the Young Bucks match with AAA? Oh, um, their match with the um, Lucha Brothers and yeah. AAA? and how it like pulled in insane numbers, like five point four million. And of I course, think. and of course, the people like the people that want to mention, they were just like, it's still just a T-shirt company. Yeah, it's like, what more does this thing have to do? Like. It's like they're pulling in numbers that WWE would be happy happy with. They don't even pull that shit on like Raw these days. See, we, us guys that 
want to see a product and we want to see something. Yeah, but now. us guys also understand that a product of this caliber still takes time and development. See, you can't just have it instantly. They could do what TNA did in the beginning. Put a couple shows together. There is a reason why they don't. Because of TNA's current situation where even if they were a solid product, which they have been getting much better, people still see them as a certain brand. But back in when TNA was starting it, out, but it doesn't they did matter. two hour pay It doesn't reviews. matter. It's what they're doing now. Is what they're doing now. The only because, company that can get away with, like, you know, oh, well, like, they used to do things this way is WWE. Because WWE right now is strictly just about the brand. Nobody gives a fuck if they have a shitty-ass product. It's just the fact that it's WWE, so people are going to watch it. Mm-hmm. But TNA, in the beginning, to starting off, they did two-hour pay-per-views every two weeks. Okay? They That's made a pro- not- They made... They made people understand who these guys are. That's not even why people start watching it. Everybody knows that who's followed TNA that they started watching it because of the X Division. Oh yeah. That like that is what put them on the map. And the second that they tried to like dumb it down where all of a sudden they were having guys I mean Samoa Joe wasn't there just so he could be the X Division killer, but like when they started having other people in there that really shouldn't have been in there, that's when it went downhill. So Got you. So, um I really want to do like a um, like a tour with Liv Morgan. What? What? No, like I was watching um, um, Ride Along with Liv Morgan and the Ride Squad, and she's right there going, "This is where I live. This is blah blah blah. This is over here. Blah 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 blah." So, so she was pulling an Enzo. She's doing an Enzo, yes. And I would love to get in a car with her and tell me all about New Jersey. I will Fuck say, that. I will say this. Me and Liv Morgan would have some beautiful kids. Shut up. I'd put a baby oh. in her so, so hard. So, here's the thing. Just um, I want to say, she she suffered a broken toe while dancing on a stripper pole. Well, that sucks. I know. Yeah, she just bumped higher up on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I know that we're changing into from Liv Morgan to... Something Enzo and Cass related, but did you hear that Cass promo that he cut online towards the Briscoes? Mm-hmm. And somebody else was mentioning, they were like, man, I really like this cast. It's like, it, no, it's the same cast. It's just, he just, just that, he's allowed to, it's, that he's allowed to cuss now. Yeah. That's literally the only difference. So, I don't understand, though, why he's still going on through with these promos thing because I'm pretty sure Ring of Honor is not going to be doing anything with them, right? Of course they are. Otherwise, they, he won't be doing this. I thought they said that the whole them running in on the G1 thing was just like a test. And since it did like so bad, there's like, you know what, we're not going to... They're going to stick with it because Ring of Honor lately has been a shit show. True. So, what do you think of Leo Rush uh, having backstage heat? Forget Leo Rush for the moment. What do you guys think about the NWA card that just happened that, the other day? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Leo we'll Rush has always had backstage heat. But so this th- this time it's with um, Finn Balor and Leo's Rush's wife is in the back. Once again, Leo Rush has always had a reputation backstage. It's nothing yeah. That's Sorry with that whole Oscar fiasco. That's part of the reason why they had they basically had him as like Lashley's bitch. So the NWA card, yeah, that looked amazing. Yeah, I heard Marty Scroll and. I'm going to call him Magnus because that's who he fucking is. 
<laughs> had a really really good match. Like and like and we've all been in agreement on Nick all this about how like he's okay, like he's 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 decent. Like all around he's like a 7 out of 7. He's perfectly I mean, a 7 out of 10. He's perfectly he, he can he's be perfectly he can average. Be, he can be carried to a great match. Yeah, like he's perfectly like fundamentally average. <laughs> it's like above average Mike Sanders. Really? Like that's that's basically it. But I heard he put on a, a pretty pretty good match with Marty Scroll. He still retained, but it was still a pretty damn good match. I heard the fucking Rock and Roll Express his match was Dude. shitty, but Ricky was like showing out in the ring. Like he was doing shit that you like he put he did quite possibly the most flawless hurricane I've ever seen a 70-plus-year-old man can do. <laughs> and a Canadian Destroyer on top of that. Somebody asked a question on one of them sites. That who is the oldest wrestler going on today? Paul Ornoff. But yeah, I, he's he's still wrestling. I know it sounds crazy, but he's still wrestling. No, there was this one guy. Um, you know what? I wish I could remember, but it was still years ago, so... Doesn't wrestle anymore. Orndorff. Dude, he looked Why? like he was ready to die when I met him. That was a couple of, uh, like last year. Yeah, I heard he's still doing like some matches. I don't know why. I thought he had a broken neck. He probably does. Doesn't. Hmm. It's like Sabu. Sabu doesn't care what happens. No, he doesn't give a shit. He just wants to keep on going T- out. Terry Brunk. Yeah, like, I heard, like, something about him going, you shouldn't wrestle anymore. He's like, screw that, and he's still out there wrestling. He needs the money so he can pay for his drugs. Oof. You remember that, uh... <laughs> Why? But, You're acting like... I, I just... Uh, no, because... Sabu is definitely on drugs, okay? Like, there's, oh, no, yeah. there's no hiding that. Yeah, like, he has to be. It... Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, um... So, a couple other things. I know where we're kind of just drifting off into randomness, yeah, but, yeah. like... Funny ass picture for uh, you remember what was posted on Twitter on 420? No, what was it? It was a it was a picture of um, it was a picture of Matt Riddle and what the hell? Oh, that Matt Riddle and oh, he just died. Um, Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle and, and Van Damme, Damme and, and they were like happy 420 day. Yeah. So, what was the other one? It was uh. Oh, well, Van Dam. He had a he had an interview with um, not too long ago when somebody was asking like, "Oh, so what's your deal with uh, TNA, or what's your deal with Impact?" Like, you know, I just signed a contract or whatever with everything that you've done, and he and he just flat out goes, "Money, it's just money," you know. And he's like, "Don't you have enough money?" And then Van Dam is like, "You can always have more money." <laughs> like, so WWE is getting ready to relaunch the network. Relaunch the network. Yeah. So, they're going to try and make it more like Netflix. Please don't. I don't care how much More you like charge. Netflix how? I do not know. They, that's what I was reading. They want to be more like Netflix. They want to make the money <coughs> like Netflix. Too Netflix. bad it's not working out in Netflix's flavor since they upped their prices. And now everyone's jumping ship to Hulu. I have I have Hulu, I have Netflix, I have 
Um, WWE Network, I have Amazon. Well, damn, you just got everything, don't you? Yeah, I'm planning on just not having cable. But my whole thing is, I just need WWE to have the shows on not that I can watch them, you know what I mean, without cable. But you need to find streaming services for the independents, because fuck WWE these days. That's what you got, Fiat Light, or whatever. Fight TV. Is it Fight TV? The one that um, streamed all in, and what was the last show that they had on there? G1 Supercard? Yeah, that one too. So, and plus it would be a lot better to just have all this stuff and pay a lot less than a big giant amount of money. Well, that's one thing we were talking about, about Bray Wyatt's current character. I'm, <coughs> I'm enjoying the beginning of it. Uh, it's interesting. I heard they're probably not going to go through with it, though, because apparently WWE's uh, backers and shareholders are like, did you hear what Bray Wyatt said online, though? Yeah. When he was like, I love shareholders. Yeah, that, that, was, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> See, they shouldn't listen to shareholders. Like, because God, I got the feeling of Mr. Rogers plus Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's like a, yeah, but like the idea of like a Mr. Rogers cult thing doesn't kind of sit well. Having a cult with kids. Yeah, having a cult with kids kind of doesn't like sit well with them. But half the shit we watched today, like, um, what was it, the... Tubbles or what were they called? The Teletubbies. Yeah, the Teletubbies. That was. There was cult. a freaking cult show. No, it wasn't. It was just like just the equivalent of watching a show on acid. Dude, and then you had um, what's that other one? A purple dinosaur. Dude, don't you fucking disrespect Barney. Dude, Barney was a freaking. I love you. Fuck you. Barney Ooh. was amazing. Hi everybody. <laughs> I love you all. I'm Barney the purple dinosaur. Dude, don't shit on my childhood right now. Like for real, you can fuck off. <laughs> you didn't think, you didn't think that was a coldness I, to it. No, you know what, you, everybody, you I love you. you, would, you what the fuck is evil about telling kids to share? You would have marked out if Barney got the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, you would. Of course, I would. <laughs> and you would have pissed if he ate a leg drop. See, yeah, your childhood to our childhood was so much better. Okay, sure. Yeah, you know I mean, how do you figure? Because look at the crap they had um, in that day. You got Blues Clues. You had like a freaking doofus going, "Hug everybody, I got Blues Clues." Oh, yeah. and Transformers was so amazing. Transformers was amazing. Yeah, okay. They taught us that like everything. Transformers. The only thing they did was teach you about death at a young age when Ultimus Prime fucking warranty wore off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But, like, okay, your cartoons were horrible. In the, uh, in no, they weren't. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Oh, here we go. Oh, come on. Yes, uh, Batman the Animated Series. Okay, that was okay, one good thing. I'm pretty sure none of your fucking shows won an Emmy. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look it up online right now. Yes, I'm typing it in right now. 90s cartoons that won an Emmy. The Muppets. Muppets doesn't fucking count. It's not a cartoon. Dude, but that's my hair. They had the Muppet that's show. Everyone's Mr. fucking hair has been around since the fifties. No, they weren't. What about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters? 
Ninja really? Turtles, Ghostbusters. Do you remember the Ghostbusters TV show? Yeah, that much. Yes, I have them on DVD. All you get, you just watched the first movie. You skip the second movie. You watch maybe the first season of the TV show, and then that's it. You completely disregard the remake. By the way, what about Ducktales? Ducktales is amazing. That's probably like your Ghostbusters Two was awesome. Actually, oh fuck you off. No, Ghost, Ghost okay, Ghost I'm not even horrible. from that era, and I know that's bullshit. Dude, I love that movie. You're yeah, about the only one. And, and you're, no, and, there's a bunch of people love one. it. The Ghostbuster fans out there love it. They yeah. don't like the, the bitch. Remake. Where no one says, "Oh, you remember how good Ghostbusters Two was?" I love Ghostbusters Two. That did. was my fucking movie. It was the fact that the only reason they did it was for the money. Dude, I can't wait for Ghostbuster Three to come out. Yeah, keep well, dreaming. Because that one's a true sequel. What do you mean, keep dream, dream on? Dream you can't, can't have a Ghostbusters Three. One of them is dead. Um, they're using. They're, they're making a Ghostbusters Three. They're making a they, dude. They're already signed like half the cast already. You know what? So who are you gonna get for the replace the guy to die? They're not going the, to replace him. They're oh, well, they're putting CGI a new group him. together. Oh. So they're gonna be they're gonna be the leaders of the they're gonna be the so then it's not a it, sequel it's just it is a sequel it is a sequel because the kid it's not it's not a reboot like the older one it's, okay in Ghostbusters two when they did the whole birthday thing remember the birthday little thing in the beginning that kid is Ivan the guy that directed the movie Ivan Reichman son he's gonna be directing the Ghostbusters three so it's kind of cool. I get from. But can we forget about that and bring up, bring up the fact that there's going to be a new Bill and Ted? That's going to uh, be awesome. That, that, like, I'm a little bit. Bill and like, Ted's Midlife Crisis. Most see, excellent. See, that's the. I love the idea of bringing it back. But the only thing that's going to make me sad is no Rufus. No, they said that they were. No, they're. Like, that was already mentioned because they were like, yeah, we're not going to recast him. He's. There's going to be. He's going to be in there somehow, at least as far as the story goes, you know. Yeah. But, um... Because George Carlin, love you, brother. Yeah. Dude, did, um, did you hear John Cena is going to be in the Fast and Furious series? Is that actually true, though? Yeah. Because um, I'm just saying, just because you heard on TMZ doesn't necessarily make No, it was on, um... It was on Vin Diesel's page. Vin Diesel did a video and he's like, look, who's joining the cast? And John Cena's like... Why, is this just his reason of getting back at The Rock? Yeah, he's doing it out of spite. Yeah. Because The Rock wanted to take over Fast and Furious movies and Vin Diesel's like, no, it's ours. You're just on here because of social media. <clears throat> I, I agree to Vin Diesel. It is him and Pablo. He calls him Pablo Walker. Pablo Walker. <laughs> it was him and Pablo's movie. You know what I mean? I totally understand where they're coming from with that. Yeah, but it's the fact that it didn't turn into a super mega franchise until after The Rock joined. Yeah. It, it, it was doing well, but it wasn't doing, like, insane numbers. Yeah, because True. before it was directed towards a specific audience, and then they turned it into an action film series. Yeah. Now the only thing that's left was uh, them going to space. But yeah, and I fucking called that from the last movie. So if they do that, I want my fucking props. No, Dude, I'm, I'm just saying. It'll be, 
Fast and Furious Infinite Warfare. <laughs> Yo, because I was saying from the last one that came out, they're going to go to fucking space. The only th- fucking quote. No, and then the only thing they have to do after that is time travel. We're gonna, yes. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw so much nitrous in this car that's gonna go uh, back in time. So <laughs> the in so time. the rocks taking the sequel. Like, so what are gonna hit like 188 miles per hour? They're doing they're doing eleven point twenty one gigawatts, and we're back in time. Eleven we're back twenty one. No, no, they need to go back in time to a time <laughs> when it was all about street racing. <laughs> yeah. So you got Hob and Shaw gonna do the the, the, the spinoff. From Fast and Furious series with, um, Idris Elba. You know what I mean? Yeah, Roman's in that one. Roman Reigns. Yeah, but it's not like he's got like a big role. He's just in the movie. It's I don't like, know. hi, I'm Roman Reigns. It's like, like hey, um, I got is... something. I need something to do because I can't wrestle because I'm dying cancer right now. Now I'm cancer free. Thank you. That's what pisses me off about the whole situation. It's just like the fact that just because he's doing like a couple of scenes in the movie, everyone's gonna act like his cancer is fake. Like, get the fuck out of here. That pisses me off the most. I am okay. Magic Johnson wrestled. I mean, Magic Johnson fucking played basketball at the Olympics with fucking AIDS. Like, <laughs> yeah, and most of the people he was playing against was totally not thrilled with that. Exactly. But here's the thing: is that. Everybody acts like it wouldn't be against Vince. Like, oh, Vince wouldn't possibly do that. Yeah, we're talking would. about millions of dollars. Yeah, your thought process changes when there's millions of dollars involved. Okay, Vince McMahon tried to kill himself on screen, but he completely changed his shit up after real events happened. Yeah, but my question is, where was that going to go? Well, if Benoit never died. Where was the storyline going? I just wanted to know. Big question, Vince. The Undertaker brings him back from the dead. Is that what you think? Yeah. Oh. yeah. They, oh my god. <laughs> that is they have a buried alive match. <laughs> and Vince like pops out of the grave. No. It'd be a fucking <laughs> casket match. And then when someone goes to open the casket, Vince It's is in me, it. Taker! <laughs> See, that's the whole thing. Where... Where will we be if storylines that they stopped, like the, the, that one, They stopped. don't have anything planned ahead of time because everything is done literally by the day. What about GTV? Where was that going? It was going nowhere. It was just a product of Vince Russo going, you know what, we're going to do this because it's funny. There was no long-term goal with that. See, this is the stuff. You do a storyline. Okay, I want to check this out and see this where it's going. This is professional wrestling. Very rarely in WWE. Like, you know, the whole... So, okay. My God. <laughs> we keep going forward with this. This was a topic of conversation where they said, here's the problem with doing long-term storylines. You take the Ciampa and Gargano storyline. Mm-hmm. They had a beginning and an end planned out for that. Yeah. And it was supposed to happen at TakeOver until Ciampa got injured. Yeah. And, like, basically, they said, here's the problem. Is that if somebody gets injured in that long period of time, yeah. you got to change it up. Correct. And that's what happens. That's why all storylines are typical. It's like... It's like when CM Punk, like, during his Money in the Bank scene and everything, and how it was like, oh, they should have him work indie shows and really sell that he quit. 
And then he came back like a couple weeks later and even Punk was like, yeah, that could have been stretched out, but this is lots of money and we want immediate results and that's just how WWE is. So That's what we need. We need something like that to get you more into it. Because WWE is now working a lot of indie companies. They don't they, work it's indie not, companies. It's not it's a just matter. Triple H it's just, it's, you know, shaking hands with a couple. It's not a matter of people getting into it. They could care less if you're into it or not. It's the fact of they want to be the mass market buffet. You get, you can eat so much of this that even if you get sick of it, the first thing that comes to mind still is WWE. That's they're they're the fucking McDonald's of wrestling. Like you yeah. know, well known mm, but oversaturated as shit. Yeah. And the quality is up in the air most of the time. Sometimes you get some fresh stuff. Sometimes you get the product that's just been sitting. Their double quarter pounder is awesome. I did post something. I do like the one at the mall because my food is always fresh. That's so. That's Triple H is in charge of that one. Yeah, the the one the McDonald's at the mall is NXT. (laughs) (laughs) The the one the one on uh the one near Fourth Street is uh that's uh Monday Night Raw. (laughs) (laughs) So I post something. On our page, a Booker T interviewed Hulk Hogan recently. Okay. And they brought up the whole yeah word. And Booker made a lot of sense. You know what I mean? And Hogan, Hogan what you, understood. What do you mean? You have to listen to it. Like that's why. Well, well, the story has been mentioned over and over again. It was the fact that Hogan really didn't give a shit, and Booker T thought he was going to get fired. If you listen to the story, it you don't have I don't have to listen to it. Just tell me tell me what you're talking about. Like okay, um Hogan after everything went down, he felt like, "Oh my gosh, what did I do wrong?" Hogan Good. or Booker T? Hogan. You know what I mean? Hogan's like, "Oh shit. How do I get out of this?" And there's people like Booker T is saying, "There's people today if you say one word, People are going to get upset about it. You know what I mean? And I agree with it. I agree with Booker T on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, and I can't stress this enough, this is an instance where Hogan thought he was comfortable to like basically tell how you really feel when he thought no one was watching. It's not about, oh, he, but, it was a slip of the tongue. It was like, but, oh. Okay, let's, let's say this. You're getting recorded. You say something wrong. He didn't wrong. know he was getting recorded, though. I know. You don't. I'm telling you. You're getting recorded. You don't know you're getting recorded. And it gets out. And you said something wrong. Like, look at um, Jussie Smoltz. Obviously, you're going to apologize. Is that his name? The guy from Empire? Jussie? Is that him? How he blamed it on the white people for him getting jumped. If something gets out, though, is even in a private residence, and you apologize for it, which... Hogan, like, here's here's the, here was the issue with when Hogan did all that shit. It was... He wasn't sorry he said well, he was sorry. Well, it call. was, it was the way that he was trying to, like, you know, instead of just saying, I'm sorry, and just being done with it. It's kind of like, okay, you know what? I hate to use this, I, I hate to, I, I hate to use this, but I'm going to use this as an example. So, I want to mention of politics. I know. Like, so my one mention of politics. We have a current guy who says he's going to be running. And 
he mentioned he said oh when all these out when these reports came out about how my how my behavior is with touching people and everything that was just a product of the time like you know but here's the problem i have with that is the fact that it really just comes down to your overall opinion of the person over anything else because the same actions somebody else does why aren't they mentioned or like you know okay so i know i'm not making any sense you get fucking trump supporters they're gonna say fuck this guy but then this guy's doing the same thing or whatever, and then you flip it around, and then these supports are going to be like, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yes, I understand. What so you're saying. it's it's so it's a matter of it's not it's not a matter of um, one of my friends online. They were like, oh fuck, creepy Joe, and I said, you can say that, not a problem, but the action itself is fucked up regardless. So it doesn't matter who it is. Okay, there's not a matter of who you support. The action itself is fucked up. So when it comes to the thing that Hogan did or whatever, I know that kind of stretched it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it was, like, he he is he is a public figure, and it came out. So now he's got he's to eat responsibility for it. Yeah, but at the time, maybe he didn't know what to say. You know what I mean? It like, if I say something matter. wrong. You just own up to it. Dude. If but, you own up to it, people... He did in this interview. Yeah, but it's the fact that it took as long as it did. Like, you know, it's... There's... If, if you if you beat around the bush with it, or if, you, if you're if you kind of like, you know, it sounds like... He made it sound like he was full of shit, basically. You know? Like, the way that he was trying to, like, cover up or be like, okay, like, you know, oh, well, I have black friends. I was like, yeah. that's great. But... You should listen to the interview. It's kind of funny, like him and how him and Booker T were talking. And the story, the story. I mean, I mean, Hogan honestly these days has tried to keep his nose clean, but some people, but he, you know, they're just going to live with the fact that some people are just not going to be happy with him, and he has to realize that. You know, like it doesn't matter. Like people are still going to be pissed about that. And then one of my other friends online, when he was talking about like, oh, it's a product of current like you know how everybody is overly sensitive towards racism and stuff it's like um there are people that are pissed off over triple h for a way to a booker t many many years that was 2003 and there Hmm. are people to this day that'll still talk about that so it's always been there it's just that social media has blown everything up or it's all in your face now and i think that freaking ruins a lot of things so I think that's why I'm a little bit away from WWE right now. Like, I'll sit there and watch, like, Raw and SmackDown, but I'm away from it. Like, I fast-forward more. You know what I mean? Why? What does that have to do? What does being overly sensitive I don't know, because, to, like... What does oversensitivity <coughs> have to do with the quality of wrestling? It's not the... I like, how they made the whole... Dude, I support um, Kofi Kingston as champion... Now that's talking about him being like, somebody said, um, what was the word? Some, he's too goofy as champion. He shouldn't be champion. Really? Because we've had Mick Foley as champion. Dude, like I disagree with the guy. I'm just saying what I'm out there. Um, but you're always gonna have somebody that makes everybody is gonna. 
But in, in your mind, okay, do this. In your mind. Think of the most absurd thing that you could possibly think of. Like Baron Corbin having a kid as a fan. And hey, guess what? That kid might have autism, but it's still a fan. Yeah, could be. And Baron Corbin is like fucking dog shit. Like, okay, you know what? This was the other thing. If you follow him on social media, it's like, or if you follow when he's like not in character, it's like, okay, you know, he seems to be a pretty chill guy, I guess. Yeah. So, whatever, but it's when people use the talk, they, they use the argument, oh, well, he's just doing his job as a heel and he's doing a good job. If you're doing a, a good job as a heel, you should care that the face is beating the heel. But when Kurt Angle was saying, oh, I'm going to make Baron Corbin tap out of WrestleMania, nobody gave a shit. Because it's like, dude, you're still that's a complete waste of time. You know? That doesn't make a good heel. And I think that was their worst um, idea, putting Corbin versus Angle. But, but again, it goes back to like when people want to use the excuse, oh, well, you just don't like him because he's a heel. It's like, um... There's a certain kind of hate. And when it comes to, like, I just genuinely just don't want to see this person in this position. That's, like, that's such a cheap way yeah. of building heel heat. See, I didn't think Kofi should have won the title at WrestleMania. I thought he should build up the storyline a little bit longer. But that's but that's what they did do, though. They had, they, because I, I it, think... was, it was Elimination Chamber, and then they were going to run the match at the very next show and then they said oh let's let's cut it so that people want it more and you know and make it a bigger di- mm-hmm. it had the most it had the most impact with when they did it I understand that I just thought it was forced that he won it it's like oh we're gonna push it on put it on him cause everybody's like the whole race thing going on at the time you know what I mean but it's WrestleMania. That's supposed to be the end story. That's not supposed to be the continuation. But the story was getting started anyway at that time. But most stories these days hardly even go for more than a month or two. Yeah. And we see what happens when they build it for months. Main roster, most of the time it doesn't work out well. AJ Styles versus Nakamura was supposed to be like a huge dream match. It ended up being a shit show. Oh, dude, that was horrible. It was really and like and their Wrestle Kingdom encounter was fucking amazing. It was the reason why they got signed in the first place. Mm-hmm. And like everybody was like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome," and it sucked. Oh yeah, it does. So, so I... sometimes they do things right, mm-hmm. but that doesn't happen very often. Dude, I would totally be the first person to say Kofi deserves having the title, but I think WrestleMania was just. Everybody was like going. I'm really pissed oh. off that they're not running Kofi versus Orton right now. Dude, it would be a great feud right now. That's exactly what they should have been doing. But anyway, that's enough of that. Um, we got we got. So here. before I walk away from this, Alistair Black. What, what he re- he reminds me more of Orton. Alistair Black reminds you of Orton how? Like how he's just. How he acts, you know what I mean? Like he's no, you know who you, you know who Orton is, or the only person that comes to mind with Orton. Let's see if you get this right. Who comes to mind with Orton? Who's another Randy Orton? In WWE? No, just in general. I would say like Tomatonga. Okada. 
Oh, yeah, Okada definitely <laughs> is just like Orton. Okada is a Japanese Orton. Because, that, is, that is so true. Because he really does just enough to make the match acceptable. And, oh, it's called upon me to have a good match. Okay, I guess I'll do that. Like what um, classic Eric Martin said, less is more. Yes, yes. It was um, the whole character question that I was like, no, this is just, I'm like, I'm not mentioning you, don't feel, don't, don't get upset with that. <laughs> like, it was kind of like when we had the one interview with, uh, I forgot who it was who was saying, there's a couple of things that I want to do to maintain character. I didn't know if I should have strayed away. It's like, dude, you can do it all in character if you want. It's fine. What was it, Pinky? No, Pinky's not a character. He's definitely the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on a sec. Was it on Christina Murray? Well, I'm not going to mention who it is oh. because, you know, because then it's going to be talking about stuff that we talked about, like, off off the uh, recording. All right, so that's it for this week. Oh. So, um, happy Easter to all the Greeks out there. It's uh, Greek Orthodox. It's Easter for them. Orthodox. Yes. Happy Happy Orthodox Zombie Jesus Day. Yes, for the Greeks out there. Um, yeah, they're always... um. Sometimes it lands on Easter. Sometimes it doesn't land on Easter. So it's like... Mike Lupia is Greek. We always do wrestling shows at his house. Um, so, happy Easter to Mike Lupia and his family. Hey, Mike, who do you like? Do you like this person? He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. What about what about George? No. I hate him. <laughs> you don't like George? No. Oh. I got some shout-outs to do, actually. Oh, shout-outs! Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout him out right now, uh, Ace Porter and Wrestling Cave. I'm <laughs> just taking his job. <laughs> Ace, that match is gonna happen. <coughs> so I hope you keep brushing up because you're gonna lose. Oh, we gotta do this one too. Double drop kick. Two cool. I forgot how it goes. Two cool guys who like wrestling. Whoa. Two cool dudes <gasps> who love wrestling. Mark like, out, we got Mark Al Club. We got uh. Dan Syke, um, he he might be po- he's going to be posting some um, um, matches stuff up um, from the show in Michigan. I think he's in now. Yeah, uh, shout out to Frankie, Frankie Picard. Thank you, brother, and Josh, for everything. And Joshua's five takes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And um, got some other people on there. There's so many. Like the man, the man who does everything down the middle, George Pomfrino. <laughs> Yeah, there you go, and, George. And, and Dave Keener, the uh, referee who calls everything down the middle. Yeah, down the middle. And you can't say that wrestling is fake or he'll want to kill you. Um, <laughs> and, uh... I don't know. Other people... Oh, There's uh, a lot of people. What the hell is his name? Why did you just say what the hell is his name? I was going to sound wrong if I do say his name. You forgot about me? The, the man who's running the league right... Now is James Weiss. James and, Weiss, thank you, James Weiss. You're doing a great job. And uh, shout out to my my favorite drink that Jamax always gives me shit about, Nas. Hey, if you do your yo, hey Nas, if you want to keep on saying, I got some better teeth than you do, man. If you want to, yeah, okay. <laughs> if you want to um, give us some Nas, come on, send them to us. 
another bear because I paid good money for these. Um, special thanks to um, Monty. We we miss you, buddy. We got some ramen waiting for you. Yes, when you when you come yes, up here. Yes, I can't wait to have some ramen with my boy Monty. I hope the it's man's a, man. I hope, I hope it's like a Sunday. You can come on and just do a uh, do a show with us. No, because if he does stop down, we're just doing whatever day that he stops down. That's when the interview day I show is going to be. Yeah. Because oh. you do remember that we typically record on sun, Sunday night. <coughs> yeah. But really, it's we could record any time we want to. Hell, we could do another one right after this one, but we're not going to because that would drive Jamak crazy. We could do next week's. Well, we're going to be pre-recording like uh, like <laughs> like raw. It's like, oh, did you see what happened on Raw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and nothing happened because we don't know what happened. Yeah, we can do <laughs> Yeah, because we still have to do that retro episode. Oh, my gosh. You know what else we have to do then after that? We have to do a future episode. A future. We have to talk about what we think should happen in the future. Oh, my God. Like, my God. Dude, gonna... that should be like a New Year's Revolution thing to see what should, what would happen Yo, in the year. No, here's an idea. And this is what we have to do. We got to record something and then like, and then specifically like tag a date on there. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, at this time, this is what should be going on. And then when that time does come and we see how ridiculously different things are, it's like, why didn't they go with this idea? This is our idea. What's wrong with you, Vince? Instead, we got Lars Sullivan as the universal champion. <laughs> <laughs> you will love that. I don't really know about that. <laughs> like, he, dude, he's um, Gene Snicksy's little brother. Yeah, but everything loses its charm once it's the main roster. You know? True. I mean, people, like, Lars was actually watchable, sort of, in NXT, <laughs> where everything is watchable. And now it's just like, okay, so he's beating up R-Truth. That's awesome. I like R-Truth. Exactly. I'm a big fan of R-Truth. Yeah, so you wouldn't want to see Lars Sullivan beat him up. Only if it's a good match. They're not going to have a good match. Okay. (laughs) But the retro, like... Okay, let's do this. If you're listening, send us a date. And we can do a retro uh, episode. And we can keep on... We already said what era we were going to be covering. It's going to be Ruthless Aggression Era. Because that's the one that we're most familiar with as a group. Give us a give us what date and what... Like the date part. Give us the um, week and we can talk about it. Between WrestleMania 19 and WrestleMania 20... Uh, 20... 20... 21. Okay. I th- actually, you know what? I think the whole idea was, was that it was... After, um, it was basically when that era started and before, like, the Cena era. Like, when they, okay. when they basically made it, like, you know, okay, Cena's gonna be the man. So, can we, like, um, when we do this, can we get the whole, like, um, um, Wayne's World thing, like, oh, we're gonna go, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and, and then go into you the... Do whatever you want. <gasps> 
So you can do whatever you want. You want to know why I'm grinning right now? Because we have to hop off here. Oh, okay. Go. Because you need to get your car. So. I know, I missed my car. I'm D.B. Richards. I'm J.C.L. This is Fran. Thank you, the classic Eric Martin, for coming on. Yes, thank you for putting up with our shit. Now, see you next week. Night, everybody.